I want us to be able to live our lives. And the only person we're concerned about is God. And now for Peanuts. Amen. Amen and amen. Want to make sure everyone has a little container of peanuts. And I know you're wondering, what in the world am I doing with some peanuts in church? Well, for those of you who came in late, or if you don't have your peanuts, there are some out in the foyer. So go out in the foyer and get you a small container of peanuts. One announcement, starting next Sunday, we will be eliminating our mandatory mask mandate. I've wanted to make sure that the church is absolutely as safe as possible. And even though we've had multiple members who have contracted COVID, to my knowledge, there's not been one single case of transmission from the church. We've caught it everywhere else. But now, virtually everywhere I go, no one is wearing masks, or at least very few people. That's more accurate you'll find that 95% of the people out in public now, whether you're in restaurants, whether you're in a mall, no matter where you are, people are not wearing masks. And even on the airplane, if you have a full flight, you might have maybe 10% of the people who will wear masks, and usually they're Asian. So The world right now has moved away from masks, even though COVID is still present. We're going everywhere else without masks. And we still will have the mask at the door, as usual, along with vitamin D. Vitamin D will help you whether COVID is here or not. So we'll still have the mask, and those are N95 masks. The N95 masks not only keep you from spreading COVID, If you have it, if someone else breathes on you, the N95 protects you. So for those of you who are still ultra cautious, you still can wear your mask, but it will no longer be required as of next Sunday in the church. So we've had it long enough and we have protected everybody. And if you're still nervous about it, you still wear your mask, but you will no longer be required to wear a mask. And I'm just thankful to God that we've had absolutely no COVID deaths. And I know a lot of other churches, some even much smaller than we are, they've had just multiple people to die from COVID. So we've had no deaths. And to my knowledge, we've only had one COVID hospitalization. So we have been blessed beyond measure. Because COVID has taken out a lot of folk. There's just no two ways about it. COVID has taken out a whole lot of folk and had a whole lot of people in the hospital near death. We have just been ultra blessed. But we've also done the right thing. So that's the other big factor of it. What you will often find is the blessings are not arbitrary. God has always said, you know, the blessings and curses, life and death, They do come with obedience to both natural and spiritual law. And almost every single case I know where them blessings and curses exist, when you really know the whole circumstance, is a reason. So we want to 
keep ourselves healthy because there's a reason for stuff. And when you violate natural and spiritual law, there's a consequence with that. There's just all of this to it. So we want to do our best. That's why I wanted to make sure we stayed within natural law of the best that we could do with dealing with COVID. And as a result, we've had absolutely minimal results dealing with COVID. So we're just thankful to God for that. But I'm also thankful to you for being obedient to the stuff. I'm thankful for you taking the vitamin D when it's available to you. And that makes a huge difference, not just with your immune system, but with a whole lot of other stuff. That vitamin D levels and proper vitamin D levels, which black folk severely lack because of the color of our skin. Because we have a natural sun protective factor and we don't get out in the sun a whole lot, we have much lower levels of vitamin D than the rest of the population. And as a result, we also have a much higher level of sickness than the rest of the population. So you still have your vitamin D every Sunday. Take it. Doesn't cost you a dime. Doesn't taste bad. Just take it. Either swallow it. If you can't swallow it, it's a gel, soft gel. Crunch it. Get the oil out and spit the capsule out. Take it. Take it. Take it. And see, sometimes we don't do simple stuff that will protect us and then we holler to God when we get sick. So do the simple, natural things that will help your health. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I am just overwhelmed and so thankful for all that you continue to do for us. Father, and I just pray, just help me to just get in better obedience. And I have seen it over and over just with my personal world. When I do what you tell me to do, somehow things just seem to go much better. And when I don't do what you tell me to do, Lord, I am thankful for your grace. I am thankful for your warnings. And Father, I pray for you to continue to warn me, slap me upside of the head, send a pain through me, help me to stay on track so that I may get the blessings that you have destined for my life. And Father, I pray even for every person within the sound of my voice, slap them, slap them when they're not doing what you have told them to do and when they know to do, slap them. I know, Father, this is not the prayer that most folk want to hear coming from their pastor. They want them just to, Lord, bless No, slap them. Slap them because if you slap them, it may get them back on track to keep disaster and death from their door. Slap them. Slap them. Slap them. And get them on track, dear Father, that we may enjoy and participate in the multitude of blessing that you have ordained for your people. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I know that was a weird prayer, but slap them, slap them, slap them, and slap me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And as I begin, I want to play a clip from a dinner that Pastor James and I and Minister Stephanie recently attended. Pastor James and I, we are members of a CEO group. This is a business group, and we go through training twice a month now. And They have an annual uh, get-together, and this was their annual get-together. 
And as I was sitting there at the dinner, one of the men began speaking, and I just heard God say, record this. So I turned on my recorder probably 30 seconds after he had begun. So I missed the initial part of it. But the initial part was talking about we've all got problems, and yet God is in the midst of our problems. Now, understand this. This is a business organization, not a religious organization. All of these men are CEOs of multi-million dollar corporations. The two speakers that you're going to hear are business trainers. One of them is Bill Schwartz. He's the first one. And the next one is Chris Hanks. Bill Schwartz trains businessmen. Chris Hanks He was the founder of the Kennesaw University School of Entrepreneurship. He was over the Georgia State School of Entrepreneurship. He was over about two or three major universities training and teaching the students about entrepreneurship. So these are business folk, but yet God says, I want your people to hear what they begin with. And there are going to be three people hearing this who are going to sincerely benefit just from these words. So understand the context of this. This is a business meeting with businessmen, with business trainers. And God told me to record this. So A.V., if you would, go ahead and play the introduction to our... In all ways, presently in our lives, directing, guiding, providing a pathway, we just need to open up to His Holy, Holy Spirit. Now, is it always there? Are we always open? Uh, And it kind of takes those experiences in life where you turn over the control. You can't do it on your own. And uh, I've been one of those guys that did everything on his own. Would you agree? Yeah. But each of you have become very precious uh, to me. My life is about dedicating myself to your purposeful leadership. And very few of you are able to discover that because on a daily basis, we get caught in reactive. That's the way our brain works. But the way your heart works is to love and care for all your people. That's why, for whatever reason, you joined up with other CEOs. There's a lot of other CEO groups in Atlanta. But you've chosen to be here. And everybody around you is here to serve God is here to guide us all. And my prayer tonight is that this be a blessed moment for each of you. As you know, Tom is certainly one of my heroes. He goes through in a day more pain and suffering than I've gone through in a lifetime. And he's joyful. He's purposeful. He's always what's going to happen in the next three months, six months, nine months. Always. God bless that we might do the same. And uh, thank, I, you know, I didn't know I was going to speak and I didn't know I would say. 
Except being with you is what my life is about personally, and uh, helping you guide and direct uh, your decisions. Without the idea of systemic thinking, you've all heard me talk about that if you've been at a retreat. But after the retreat, it goes away fast. The water goes to the bottom of the well so quickly that what takes over is whatever gets your attention. So that's why we have to come back every month. And uh, I know you guys love each other, and this is a great chance to celebrate. And we're going to go into this year. God forbid our government doesn't kill us all along. <laughs> How many have confidence in their government? <laughs> uh, nobody. Isn't that tragic? And that's our whole system. Anything is corrupt if it's not guided by me. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Thank you very much for being here. I love you. I'm glad you're here. And uh, oh, thank you. That was good. Two other things, just very, very quickly. Um, one of them, I, I just feel very, very self-conscious that I'm sort of the substitute teacher. And nobody respects a substitute teacher. <laughs> so um, Tom can't be here. And I can't imagine what it would be like to be running a business 24 hours in a, in a bed. And I just really respect that. So I just want to honor Tom because without Tom, none of us would be here together and growing together. So I just wanted to do like just a brief little toast. And here's to Tom Kramer. And thank you for all the things that you've done. So that's Tom. So, and the last and the most important toast, because uh, it would be inappropriate to not acknowledge this. Um, everybody in here shares something in common. You do the hardest job that exists in business. There is no harder job in business, and I'll defend that to the day I die. And I said in business. And I know firefighters will punch me in the face or soldiers or whatever. I'm in business, there is no tougher job. Zero. None. You do the hardest job. It is really, really hard. 4% of businesses get above $1 million in revenue. 0.4% of all businesses get above $10 million in revenue. It is a hard thing, and you all know that. The burden of payroll, the challenge of growth, it is hard. You all know that. You know the statistics. I don't have to remind you the statistics about all this, the business failures. And even aggressive growth, you made the in 5,000. Five years later, there is a 66% chance you are not on that list and you are bankrupt. Mm. It is the hardest job in business, but here's what you may not know, or may not realize, or maybe you know, but you just never really thought about it. We know that the odds are so against you. They are so stacked against you. That's why we come together to get better and grow together and lean on and learn from each other. But here's something to remember, and this is going to lead me to sort of the, the final toast of the evening. You are more than 10 times more likely to fail if you don't have support at home. If you don't have somebody who supports you at home, it makes the hardest job in business that much harder. So, a toast to the spouses that are here.
God wanted you to hear that. And there may be particular parts of that that will affect different people. As Bill Schwartz began, he said the Holy Spirit was among us. And this is a business meeting. And he talked about how problems are there with all of us. This is what he said before I began recording. But he talked about how Tom and how Tom had more pain in a day than he had in a lifetime. You all don't know who Tom is. Tom is the founder of our group. But a few years ago, he began having some physical issues. He's bedridden. He can't attend the meetings in person. He has severe neuropathy, which causes systemic wide pain. He's had multiple operations, all kinds of treatments. But the thing about it, even though he's going through all of this physical issues, he's just as joyous as he can be. And he's got more joy laying bedridden than most people have up walking around with nothing wrong with them. So that's one of the things I'm sure God wanted you to just see and understand. And the second thing was, for those of you who are planning on going in business, business is tough. He gave the stats, and this man knows the stats top and bottom because he teaches entrepreneurship at major universities. He founded the departments. Only 4% of businesses, which is roughly one out of every 25, will ever do a million dollars a year. And only one out of every 250 businesses will ever do 10 million. And for those that are on the Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing businesses, five years later, two-thirds of them will be bankrupt. That lets you know no matter how much you think you're flying up, stuff can happen and stuff can go wrong. Now, all of you have a container of peanuts, and you're wondering, what in the world are those peanuts for? Let me tell you. You know that I've been gone for the past month, and when I left, I took a two-hour flight to New York. That two-hour flight is about 800 miles. A few hundred years ago, that 800-mile trip would have taken me six weeks because there were no planes, there were no cars. The best you could do is ride on a horse or most people walk. It would have taken me six weeks to make that 800 miles. My oldest son and I, not too long ago, we walked the 500-mile trail in Spain, the El Camino. And that took us 33 days of constant walking. I flew then from New York to Iceland, which is about 2,700 miles. That took us five hours. But a few hundred years ago, Getting to Iceland required that you go by sailboat. It would have taken you months to get there, if you got there at all, because it was so dangerous. We can now travel in an hour what it would have taken weeks not too long ago. But the average commercial airplane takes around 10 years to design. It often takes up to a year to build. And there are millions of hours of research and design and development and testing that has gone into aviation that has allowed us to safely fly. We travel in extreme safety. We're comfortable. We can watch movies during the flight. We can go to the bathroom. We can even sleep during the flight. And yet, one of the biggest complaints on air flights now is that there are no peanuts. 
All of this stuff that just two or three hundred years ago would have taken us weeks to get to the destination. We would have had to deal with cold and blisters and wild animals and all of this stuff. Now we can fly there in an hour. And you'll be surprised how many folk are complaining. I don't have any peanuts. All of you all got some peanuts now. And I wanted to give you these peanuts as an illustration that we are sometimes so blessed with what we have been given. But the human nature focuses on what is missing, and often we will complain about peanuts. Y'all eat your just a peanut here. I know those of you who are watching electronically, you don't have any peanuts. Now, these are raw red skin peanuts. And the thing about it, some of you got peanuts, and you're going to complain about my peanuts not roasted. You haven't paid a penny for the peanut. You got the peanuts free, but you complain about my peanuts are not roasted and my peanuts don't have any salt on my peanuts. See, you can take a blessing and you can complain yourself into depression and misery because you focus on peanuts and not the providence. And I want to just use as a scripture today, 1 Timothy 6, 8. We've heard this is a popular scripture, but it is perhaps one of the most profound and powerful scriptures in the entire Bible. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. The New Living Translations put it this way. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. The Lord's Prayer says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I understand why they have problems in heaven. Because on earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven with all of the paradise, just like sitting on a hundred million dollar plane. And then complaining because you don't have any peanuts. You know, the airlines, when we started going through certain issues, they stopped serving peanuts. And they actually stopped serving peanuts for a couple of reasons. When we had a pandemic, they stopped serving peanuts to prevent or reduce the spread of any germs and because there is now an increasing number of people who are seriously allergic allergic to peanuts. You have about 1 in 200 adults have severe peanut allergies and you have roughly 1 in 50 children with severe peanut allergies. But the thing is, within the last 30 years, the amount of children highly sensitive to peanuts have tripled. So we're becoming more sensitive. We're becoming more allergic to just stuff. You know we get sensitive to stuff. We're more sensitive. It's a physical thing, but it is a spiritual thing. Folk are sensitive now about everything. You got to be so careful what you say because you may hurt somebody's feelings. Because folk are sensitive. And then you got to be, you know, even as black folk, what we even call, you know, you can't call them Negroes. You can't call them colored. You got to go to, is it African-American? Is it black? What is it? And sometimes folk get so sensitive about so much stuff. So this stuff has manifested in the physical and in the spiritual. We have focused so much on peanuts and we're missing the big picture. Y'all get another peanut. Now, to me, these peanuts are pretty good. But I understand life is more than food and drink. But yet, because we've gotten so much, 
because we've been so blessed. And see, I understand why the children of Israel, when God blessed them, they got off. Because they began taking so much for granted. And they failed to realize all of the myriad of blessings. And I think that's why God wanted you to hear that speech. To understand that the leader of the group, he has to run the business from the bed. But yet he has joy and he has peace even in the midst of pain. And so many of us, we got nothing wrong with us physical. We have no pain. And we focus on peanuts, stuff that is not even important. And we got to learn how to view God's blessings in our lives. When I was in Iceland for the month, I went to the gym virtually every day. That's another one of the things I've told you that God says, work out six days a week, you'll never be sick. So I do my best to get those six days in because I don't want to be sick. And I can't blame God if I get sick because I haven't done what he said do. So I'm in the gym. I'm on the treadmill. And I really don't want to tell you because y'all say, Pastor, that's just a shame. And it is. I'll admit it. I'm going to admit it. It's a shame. I shouldn't be like this, but I'm going to tell you, it's a shame. I'm in the gym on the treadmill and I'm running. So I'm in the gym and it's probably a dozen treadmills. And some days all of the treadmills are full. Some days it's only two or three people there. But this is the embarrassing part. I'm on the treadmill. I don't know any of these folk. The high probability is that I will never see them again. And if I did see them, I'm not going to know them. So the high probability is of all these folk on the treadmill in this gym, I will never see again. But yet, as I'm running, I am looking over at the other folk running. And I am asking myself, I'm ashamed of this, but I'm going to tell you, I'm asking myself, (laughs) am I running faster than they are? And I recognized it. I said, this is a shame, but I couldn't help it. I'm just a running, and I'm looking at the people next to me trying to see what their speed and elevation is. <laughs> like that makes one iota of difference in what I'm in there for. What difference does it make? Somebody I don't even know, somebody I will never see again, but there's something about the human. I'm trying to see, am I running faster than they are? And this is one of the reasons why modern society and even ancient society, it's one of the reasons why we don't have joy because we are worried about someone else's peanuts. We're trying to see Do we have more peanuts than they do? Am I earning more peanuts per year than they are? Are my peanuts bigger than their peanuts? Are my peanuts fancier than their peanuts? Do they have salt on their peanuts? Are their peanuts roasted? So we go through all of this, and it's it's the same as with me on that treadmill. I knew it. I knew I had no business having any concern about how fast anybody else was going because that made me absolutely no difference. But the psychological part of competitiveness and comparativeness in the human spirit had me looking at someone else's peanuts. Y'all get a peanut. And this is why we have so much discontentment in industrialized countries. We see on social media, and we're looking at all of these best of parts of life. Social media is not true. They don't put the real stuff on there. 
So you can't look at social media and tell how somebody's life is going, but yet we do. Reality TV is not reality. So we see all of this stuff and we think people get all of this joy and all of this adventure and all of this love and all of this happiness. And as a result, we say they got more peanuts than I got. They peanuts just a whole lot better. And we compare and we compete. And because we compare and because we compete, we complain. I want us to be able to live our lives And the only person we're concerned about is God. And all we need to do is make sure, am I pleasing God? Not if I'm running faster than somebody next to me. And I've experienced it. I went through it. And this is the problem I had. I knew it and I couldn't stop it. I knew it. I was well aware of what I was doing. I said, boy, you have no business being concerned about how fast somebody else is running. What has that got? I wanted to beat them. <laughs> it's human. I just wanted to beat them. We want to have more. We want to be the best. We want to be the most renowned. We want to be the most well thought of. We want to look the best. We want to have the most money. We want to smell the best. We don't get concerned about having ye enough food and raiment. Be there with content. And that's one of the most powerful verses in the whole book. If we can just learn to be content with what God has blessed, having ye enough food and raiment, be there with content. Get another peanut. If you can understand this message, it will change your whole life. Because we are on a life treadmill called the rat race. And we're running hard, not because of what we need, but because of what our neighbor has. And that's why all of the studies have shown when you get more money, you move into a bigger neighborhood, your happiness does not increase. See, I have a big house. I have technically a mansion. My house is 10,000 square feet. But the house across from me is 25,000 square feet. The house right here is about 12,000 square feet. They just built a new one. It's about 13,000 square feet. So even though I may have a 10,000 square foot house, I'm looking around me and all these other folk running faster than I am. And what does that have to do with where I live? And I'm running. And not only was I running, one of the days I was running sprints. So I'm running fast. But I'm still trying to see, is anybody running faster than me? (laughs) And that kind of thing will take your joy. And it's peanuts. Now, actually, peanuts have more protein than steak. So peanuts are good, but they're insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Of all of the things God has blessed you with, your mind and spirit can get distracted because you focus on peanuts. And I just wanted you to have... A physical representation of what can be small things that can have a big effect in our life. Having ye enough food and enough clothing. Be content with that. And we can learn that lesson. Oh, it makes a difference. You know, the first murder in the Bible was among brothers. And it was because one brother was looking over at the other brother's offering and talking about, how come my offering, look at them all. Why? He running faster than I am. And as a result, one of them caused murder because he was comparing what God had blessed him with 
with what his brother had. So it makes a big difference. It's from the beginning. It's nature. I just got through battling with it in that gym and I'm still struggling with it. Lord, when I am comparing what I have with someone else, slap me. Just slap me and say, boy, get back to your senses. This is what I have blessed you with. So many of you, you all got so much stuff. You got more stuff. And see, food and rain, you're short of closet space. You got more clothes and shoes. And you know you got more food than you need. We got all this stuff. And yet, because we compare and because we fail to look at all of the blessings that we have, we got more stuff now than ever. We got more convenient stuff, more electronics. When I was growing up, you didn't have but three TV stations. Now, you turn on, you got Netflix with about 50,000 programs on it. You got Hulu and Voodoo. You got all this stuff. And you're still not satisfied. You still can't get no satisfaction. You got all this. We had three channels growing up. NBC, CBS, and ABC. That's it. We had three channels. You got all this stuff. And we still are now more depressed than ever. Peanuts. 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 You all have got to recognize what peanuts. And then you can't be like the folk on that plane with all of this advanced stuff, with all of this blessing. And they fussing because they don't have peanuts. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this message, Peanuts, or send it to a friend who you know needs to listen and hear Peanuts. And you can send it to them absolutely free of charge at brothersoftheword.com. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen. Ask Pastor James to close this out for today. Oh, and by the way, before I got up here, my peanuts spilled on the floor. And Pastor James and Pastor C. Elijah was picking them up. I said, put them back in my tray. <laughs> and, you know, said, Pastor, are you eating the peanuts? To pe-? Yeah! I sure am. These peanuts fell on the floor. Why are you eating peanuts fell on the floor? Because I'm not going to get sick from them. That's why I wasn't worried about COVID. If you keep your immune system strong, you don't worry about germs that are everywhere. So these peanuts fell on the floor, and they just as good coming out. Now, I don't recommend you eat your stuff off the floor if you're not confident about your immune system and if you're out of obedience to what God has told you to do. But as far as me is concerned, these are good peanuts. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Peanuts by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5980. That's 5980. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5980 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.